0: Hey Warriors and welcome back to another week of Warrior Within. I do want to apologize. Last week I basically a few days beforehand I had like an update that happened and It kind of messed with the the mic system. And I thought it was okay when I tested, because I always test before I do my podcast, but I wasn't talking low. So when i was doing the test i didn't go into the whisper to see if it actually picks up my voice so i didn't notice that when i got too low it actually cut off while i was recording so thank you for those who mentioned that it was like that i apologize um hopefully now it can kind of pick up my whisper so it should work out pretty good anyway so this week guys um What's going on with us is I did finally get connected to the camp. I can't remember if I told you guys that. So I'm hoping uh, next week when we go and meet the director, you see what God's going to use this camp as part of our ministry plan. I don't know the big picture of if it could be possible it may not because one thing i have learned about god is that just because it seems like it may be the right thing that's going on i see it with my eyes but it may not be what god's plan is but he does allow connections he does allow communicating he allows certain things to learn and to recognize and to maybe meet certain people because down the road may be something or it just may be for that moment and you need to just be open that's the one thing about trusting in him having faith in him and believing that if he's leading you strange it may be for us why it seems like the road is not the normal road that we would think it would be he has a purpose for it and all he is asking from us is obedience so this week, we're going to talk about, I'm naming it Shepherd's Voice. So, one of the battles that I, like, well, I would say, I don't know if I would call it a battle, but I do know a lot of Christians, they do have that question, how can I tell if God's speaking to me? How can I tell if I'm doing what God is asking me? And the one thing is... I I don't, it's not like God writes on my wall and says, this is what I want you to do. It's, it's not that I hear his voice so plainly in my ear that I want you to do this. But when it happened at the moment when God asked me to do the podcast, I was looking and trying to, I was looking to try to find a job in church during the time. Okay. Okay. I asked him, basically, I had asked him in prayer, I I like, Lord, I would like to be able to, if there's a church you want me to help at, but I really would like an opportunity to be able to preach. I would like an opportunity to be able to teach. You know, I enjoy it. And at that time, podcasting was not in my mind, okay? However... He, like, steered my path. Because remember, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not into your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct. It's not just path. It's paths, with a plural. It's very important. Because every path that he plants you on,
1: it's because he's, he's either training and teaching you. He's preparing you. And so as
0: the door opened, I, I, could, I can sense God's leading as he pointed out to me, I want you to do this. And at first I was like, yeah, but remember, like I told you guys, I wanted someone else I needed to be mentored. I needed someone that, you know, cause I didn't feel like I was ready for that, but he asked me to do something and he wasn't asking me if I could, he's asking me if I would. So a lot of times, the more you spend time with God, the more time you spend in God's Word, the more you study, the the more experience of life that you've gone through,
1: where God shows himself through it, you can see when it's God and when it's not. It's because as you study, you have a better understanding of who God is. We want to hear him. We want to be, you know, we want him to show us
0: what we're supposed to be doing. But we keep forgetting that we have the Holy Spirit that was given to us when we accepted Christ. Uh, I am not a believer on the like it happens at baptism. I'm not the believer where like like sometime down the road, something the Holy Spirit is in you. We are promised the Holy Spirit he is here and then we are told he dwells in us because once we accept christ he dwells so there is plenty of scripture that points out if you're not listening or obeying god you can basically stunt the holy spirit's voice to speak give you discernment give you understanding because you're so focused And what you think you're supposed to be doing that you're not listening to when the Holy Spirit says, Hey, you know what, Bob? That's not a good idea. It's not the direction I want you to go. And in your mind, you're like, Well, I go to school, got this degree. This job has offered me $200,000 to do this job a year. I mean, that's obvious. You know, God wants me to have all this money coming in. But the thing is, like, I always ask, have you really asked God? Well, I have. Okay. Did he open these doors or has there been other doors that has been kind of open, but you're looking at the, the, the price mark, and not the door? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I mean. Two hundred thousand or a seventy thousand dollar job. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Once again, is because we got to remember there's a part of our human nature that keeps coming in to try to, hey, no, this is the better answer. This this has to be the right answer. Oh, well, this happened to you. This this is God telling you that's that's what He wants you to do. That's why you got to ask questions to God. You got to ask discernment from the Holy Spirit. As I mentioned to you, I don't know if it was last episode or episode before, I mentioned to you that there was a job that uh I my wife and I, yeah, it was actually I was talking to someone else. But the job was we went there and we were gonna get a house that we can live in. I would have to get a part time job most likely as a bus driver. And um we literally were next to a park. The church had just been given another church building because they couldn't take care of it. And I was going to be able to use that as my main office. I would have um, a fellowship hall there. There was plenty of space for you know the youth to hang out. We, I was going to make a hangout area. I was going to, I had a sanctuary where I can have all the kids come in and then any other kids in the area. And in my mind, I was like, This is like amazing if you think about it, like all this stuff was just going to kind of just come together. But the one thing that kept bothering me was every time I was alone with that pastor, he'd always remind me, Hey, you, I'm hiring you. You're supposed to be loyal to me. And I was just kind of really confused because like I understood, I, you know, I work for him. And, you know, he's my boss in that sense, and I would be working with him to minister. But the way he was making a sound is like it, there had to be more. And so I got a little confused about it. But then I started kind of noticing why he was so concerned. And so even though everybody else was saying, it's a job, God's opening, you should just take it. It's a job, it's a job. There was that, that, that discernment inside of me, that red flag that would pop up. That's, that's the shepherd's voice. And even though all these people who are Christian are telling me, well, you've been looking for a job. This is, this is it. Take it. I end up saying no, because both my wife and I, what we did is we took time to pray and just kind of let the Holy Spirit speak through us until I had to talk with him and I denied him. I said, no, I, I was nine out of 10 people wanted me. But what I saw was red flags of people who weren't necessarily respecting him, who had their own agendas, and I did not want my first opportunity to be a mess. So I re- so my thing is that that is the image of understanding the sermon and hearing God's voice sometimes just because it may be obvious may not be the right answer. Another way to look at this, too, is the one reason I think sometimes we don't listen to the Holy Spirit is kind of like the story I'm going to tell you. I remember when I was small, I was scared of the dark a lot. Uh, I really had a hard time. When it got too dark, I always had a nightlight. And I remember one night, I had to go to bed, but my parents wanted me to go alone. Because they were trying to teach me, you could do this, you know, like, they're trying to help me through my fear, but at the same time, you no know, responsibility for you know, doing what I should be doing. And they basically said, count on God. You know, Jesus is with you, you know. And I said to them, I'm scared. Can one of you come with me? And they, they said very quickly, Jesus is with you, you're not alone. You know, and, and from an adult perspective, like that's so simple. Come on, you could do this. You know, Jesus loves you, he's with you, you're never alone. And they're trying to be, you know, teaching mode. But as smart as little kids can be, I responded, I know, but I want someone with skin on them. My parents tried to, you know, try to keep straight face, but they ended up laughing about that. And of course, like my dad took you no know, came with me and put me into bed you see a lot of times i think that's how we look at god and the holy spirit
1: we we long to hear his voice we want to see him speaking to us but we often i think i mean we may not say it
0: But we we know that God's there. We know Jesus loves us. We know the Holy Spirit is with us, right? But in our minds, we kind of said, but I want someone with skin on them to point me in the right direction, to teach me, to guide me, to show the answers. I mean, it's great to read the Bible and and pray, but we need that, that guy, human body, person to really impact what I need. And so I go to 1 Corinthians through 13 It states, I I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree that there, there be no division among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that Teach that each of you, sorry, it was like a line, looked like a T. Each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos. Or I follow Cephas. Or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? And the answer is no. But he was also trying to teach, also, we're not supposed to be divided. We're not supposed to be focusing on these people were speaking the idea was because like later on <clears throat> he kind of mentions. sorry i got a little bothersome in my throat he states right after he goes was paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of paul and he actually says i think i think that god i did not baptize any of you so that no one can say we were baptized in my name because you weren't, you are baptized by Christ is basically what he's trying to get them to understand. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of elegant wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. So the idea is that when we start focusing our mind or like our eyes, our heart, our desires on people who are speaking, we lose sight of, of God,
1: lose sight of what christ did for us we lose sight and hearing his voice because instead of our eyes focused on christ it's focused on the teaching of others
0: we see these men and and women who are in leadership pastors who are teaching and the eyes are on them because it's a flesh-skinned person that we can see. And, and they come across like, like, like there's a difference. I do think there are shepherds who are teaching the, the flock to find Christ, to understand who they're supposed to follow. Don't get me wrong on that. However, in our today's Christian culture, church culture, we have a lot of people who are acting like they have this special secret relationship with Christ.
1: And if we follow them, we get a better understanding of that secret. And then
0: the people, instead of seeing God and studying the scriptures, praying, they just come to basically church to be
1: Christianized and, 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 and taught. And, that, that's their time in Scripture. And they start looking at these leaders as anointed, special.
0: When the, when the whole point of being in a position of leadership, a pastor, you're supposed to bring people to Christ. You're supposed to teach Christians to hear the voice of the true shepherd because you want them to go study the Scriptures on their own you want them to go spend time prayer with God. You want them to f- stay
1: accountable, to walk upright, to to live righteously. They're supposed to recognize who Christ is by the way you teach. Go to John 10, you know, it
0: it it talks about in the starting in verse 1, it says truly truly I say to you and they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee for him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure's speech Jesus used with them, with the people that were listening, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So he then also says in verse 7, Jesus again said, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture.
1: The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Go
0: back to those verses in a little bit, but you got to understand that when people are teaching and supposed to be helping us walk with the Lord, okay, supposed to help us understand the voice of the Lord, that we're supposed to, you know, follow the scriptures and obey them. The The difference that we're going to see is this, those that are teaching as they should, you're going to hunger more for Jesus than the person, And that's why I have to be careful myself. I don't want you to be a follower, a follower of me. I want you to be a follower of Christ. I learned just as much as, I, as I'm teaching. My point is for me to also remember that for myself. You know, there may be people that you respect and you like hearing their words. Because, like, you know, I like listening to certain pastors. Bodie Bachman. I do enjoy, I don't necessarily agree with him in everything, but I enjoy listening to him. Why? Because he is
1: good at apologetics. And he teaches me a lot. However, it helps me better understand God, the scriptures, who Jesus
0: really is, the Holy Spirit. It's not about me being a Vodi Bachman fan club or follower. That's not the goal. He, He wants people that hear when he speaks to understand the importance of understanding the scripture so that you're not chasing after these special people to feel something. Because they promised to bring something. you got to understand, verse 10 through 12, we're going to continue in those verses. You know, I already said about a thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches them and scatters them. A lot of times the, the, the person who is not
1: truly shepherding the people allow wolves to come in. They don't speak against them. Especially if it's like an Ahab concept,
0: because you remember King Ahab, you know, Jezebel did everything possible to get what she wanted, but she also did the bad stuff for Ahab for what he wanted. So a lot of times, people who are more acceptable of people coming in who are not following Christ, who are not who are basically wolves, they will allow them to do what they do. And a lot of times it, it feels like, hey, it's something new, something incredible, is changing people. But I've seen it. They they help people, they get them involved, they make them feel super special. But then once they're done with what they need for those people. They move on and they throw them to the side. And it's not, oh, well, they, they got a different job, they moved away, so it's a little bit harder to keep a relationship. No, no, it's they're still there and those people are still coming, but now those people are just absolute, They're not important. The scattering of the flock. And those that try to stand up against these type of people get eaten up. Because the rest of the sheep don't understand why you're saying all this stuff and speaking against it. This is something new, incredible. It's it's going to change everything. Everything's going to get better. But all it does is it brings destruction, and it also brings in teachings uh, that are that will affect the culture and change the direction. And that and a lot of times, it either either the church or group will basically shrink or because the itching ears the feeding of what makes you feel more special the church gets big or organization gets big
1: but at the end of all of it it's stealing from you take a quick break See, the idea is that when I said they're stealing from you,
0: you you may not... The thing is, you, who may not be seeing the problem until later, or because someone points out certain things, some of these people may not understand sin. Let alone been told that doing this is wrong, and so they have this view of sin and this view of salvation that doesn't match up with scripture.
1: The question is, have they truly been saved? And then you have ideologies that come in that are being told, well, Hey, this allows us to connect with the culture, but they're not biblical. They'll teach you to follow your heart more, to love more, but not the Holy Spirit, not obeying the scriptures. Because all we have to do is love
0: more. They may even seek out something to support instead of learn how to share the gospel. So the idea is that becomes more of a a social justice or a support team or,
1: you know, it's all about helping people feel better about themselves. Instead of the gospel. So it gives people
0: an opportunity to, instead of doing what they're supposed to, they're more like going along to feel, feel something, to, to support something. As we go to John 10 through 20, 28 through 30, it states this. It says, um, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking, twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. You see, he was mentioning this to the church leaders. However, I think it's also for All people who are part of the church need to pay attention, careful attention to yourselves. You notice he said yourselves and to all the flock. So just because someone's in leadership does not mean they can't be enticed by wolves and other ideologies and things that they think, well, this could just make our our people better. This could make the church better, but it's stepping
1: away from the biblical truth. Because if you go back to John, because John's kind of the, the theme for this, you go back to John again,
0: and 14, it says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. And I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock. One shepherd. So the idea is that <clears throat> Christ underst- like he's trying to get us to understand he is the the shepherd. And those that study, that know the word, that you know, praying, they're walking upright, they're obeying what we're supposed to what we are supposed to be doing as Christians then we will be we will know his voice because if you even go down where it says uh, in verse 19 it says there was again a division among the jews because of these words many of them said he has to be a demon he has to be insane he has to be crazy why are you listening to him you see there is people who are not going to hear or at least under, understand that it's his voice because they haven't truly known
1: christ and there are going to be people that are going to church who are not going to hear it. Because like I said before, they based everything in
0: their walk based on going, just going to church, listening to the pastor, paying their tithes, have a family member who is in church. They maybe do Bible study that's there. They send their kids there. They, they think by doing all this stuff, is how th- this is the Christian life. But in reality, they're not walking with the Lord because they haven't actually walked with the Lord. They're still chasing after what they want. And as we go to Acts 20, 20 is 20 verses 25 through 30, it says, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Oops, this is supposed to be John. I forgot to change it. This is John 10, 25 through 30. I'm sorry. I think we'll do Acts after this. So if you go to Acts 20, this is the other verses. 28 through 30 it says pay careful attention to yourselves to all the flock right that's what we talked about above I actually had i had the verses switched right and among you your own selves will rise men right so i actually had the verses flipped around so it's actually acts 20 25 through 30 is what was supposed to be above john 10 through 28 through 30 there 25 through 30 is what we're supposed to be doing down here so <clears throat> the, the thing is he, he put out himself out there. He goes, my sheep hear my voice. Okay. This is in John 10, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will not perish and no one will snatch them. You see, we still need to be careful because we won't be snatched out. We won't lose the salvation that we gained from what Christ did for us no, no. What happens though, is that we lose sight. We start focusing on things that we're not supposed to be focusing on. We start getting involved in things that we're not supposed to be getting involved in. And so instead of walking with the Lord and doing what is right and, and obeying him, we start chasing after remember, we start chasing after these anointed leaders, these ideologies, because we want to
1: feel something. We want to feel like we're part of something. And Christ is like, hey, you follow me. You are doing something.
0: Because I've asked you to teach others about who I am. What I've done. That they're sinners. And you pastors and, and Christian leaders, you're supposed to be training these people so that they understand what they're supposed to be doing on their own daily in their walks. But also... Help them through their struggles, help them through understanding, help them through their walk. Because as a shepherd, you know, the shepherd had two, two different staffs, one with a hook, one without. And one with a hook was about keeping the sheep in line. Making sure they're walking where they're supposed to be doing, you know, walking, doing what they're supposed to be doing. The other one was used as a defensive stick to ward off the enemy. So the pastor's job is to pay attention to the false doctrines, the false ideologies, to, to recognize, hey, if what this person is telling me is the teaching, but it doesn't match the scripture, then we shouldn't have this in our church. But instead, what we're seeing is a lot of pastors who are just accepting ideologies because it brings the spiritual enlightenment that needs to be in the church. Wrong. That's getting into the New Age, the NAR stuff, and can lead into other things. Because the idea is this. It is simple. If you do not believe, you will not hear his voice. Anybody who doesn't know Jesus as their Savior cannot hear his voice the same way a Christian can hear his voice. However, he is calling for the lost. They come to me. Because you remember, the woman at the well I can give you a a cup of water that will never
1: go dry. A well that will never go dry. And she accepted him. That's teaching the gospel. I do believe
0: we have a lot of people who think they are Christians because they go to church. They do worship. They listen to music. they, They listen to the pastor. They follow.
1: But they follow the idea of being Christian. But they do not know Christ faith is empty. Because in Romans 3:10 through 12 it says this,
0: as it is written, none is righteous, no not one. No one understands, no one sees God, all have turned aside, together they have become worthless. No one does good,
1: not even one. Even though people think, hey, well, I'm a good person, I do good things, I I do the right thing, that's not enough. Do you want to hear the shepherd's voice? Is Jesus your Savior? Are you willing to obey, even when
0: it doesn't make sense to the culture? Do you follow the scripture? Not just read it, but follow it. You live by it. Often do you
1: pray to strengthen your faith? Are you okay with the what ifs? Because we can pray and ask
0: for certain things, it doesn't mean God's going to do it the way that we ask.
1: He also may not answer, He also may say no. But as sheep, we hear the shepherd's voice, we will follow. Because we want to obey. Because we love him first. We will
0: follow. We will hear his voice. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for all that you do. I pray that you just help me to continue to be obedient as I continue the podcast. To do as you lead. And to, even when I think... You may be asking me to do something to always double check to make sure it's you leading, that it's your voice I hear. I pray, Lord, if there's anybody listening, anybody who doesn't know Christ as Savior,
1: will repent today, will be willing to be changed, will accept Christ as their Savior,
0: and allow you to guide them and move them. Righteousness and uprightness. Or if there's guys here that are struggling because they want to hear your voice so badly that they're starting to kind of chase after other things, instead of the scriptures, instead of praying, instead of seeking out advice to other, other people who they can trust, help them to stop chasing after the pipe dreams that are out there and these, these ideologies that are coming into the church back to as people would say the basics the scriptures to praying speaking out godly counsel trusting you I pray this in jesus name amen guys have a great week and i'll
1: see you next time god bless